Welcome to Warhammer, the grim world of perilous adventure. We present The Enemy Within, the classic campaign from Games Workshop for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. While the time of Sigmar has passed into legend, and the orcish hordes are still held in check, a new threat has emerged within the Empire. But this threat is far more menacing, because instead of a direct confrontation, it is an unseen force creeping through the cracks of the human spirits, turning one incorruptible soul at a time towards its insidious plague. Join a motley group of inexperienced fortune seekers as they embark on an adventure for fame and personal gain. But this journey will bring them face to face with the denizens lurking just beneath the surface of the old world. Will they be able to pry off the mask that obscures the truth? Or will their inevitable descent into death and madness be too quick, leaving the true story untold? Join us as we begin The Enemy Within. That's cool. Okay, in the last session, you guys were awoken to the smell of smoke, and uh, there were four people uh, trying to kind of burn the ship down and flush you out by smoking you guys out of the downstairs area. And, um, yeah, so you guys kind of ran upstairs and, um, took a, began a, uh, melee with these guys, and there was the, um, Adolphus was up there, he was the, um, man who had been chasing you in Altdorf or following you in Altdorf and also in, uh, Weisbrook, and he was there, and he also had hired some thugs to, uh, help, help him out with you guys, um, Triax ran up there and then sort of jumped overboard, took a few shots uh, while everybody else kind of fell into place, and then the battle was joined in earnest, and uh, you guys ended up dispatching them. Brutus took a pretty rough shot to the leg, as I remember, but uh, other than that, you guys did pretty all right. A little bit of burns here and there um, from the fire, but uh, no no fate points were spent. Um, Alan almost spent half a fate. He almost spent... Oh, right. He would have had he missed another uh, bl- bleeding roll. I made two really hard stuff. I didn't even miss that whole thing. I'll finish the uh, thing. And then we'll yeah. Um, okay, so then the... the uh, So the next day, um, uh, Alexander hired a, a carpenter from the town, and uh, him and his apprentice and you guys rebuilt the parts of the ship that had burned down, which included the wheelhouse, which is obviously pretty important. So... You guys rebuilt a good chunk of the ship, and I believe that took you about two days, and then you guys were sailing on to Bogenhofen. Um, sailing, I think, took another two days, um, and you arrived in the lovely town of Bogenhofen, where the fair was uh, just starting the next day. Uh, you guys had a, a lovely time at the um, the journey's end, yes. Probably the finest inn that any of you had had ever stayed in. Um, just this the beautiful, you know, large and well decorated, lots of staff. This huge spiral staircase in the middle of the common room. Just um, and uh, I, I see Brutus. You didn't you didn't write down your uh, your uh, lady friend here. 
Wait, <laughs> I kept that off the market. Uh, Try to keep that on the, the on the DL. Yeah, that's right. Did um, your lady friend have a penis? Is that why? I said we all enjoyed ourselves. Oh, okay. yes, that's true. Well, I would say Brutus enjoyed himself <laughs> much more than anyone else did that evening. But uh, but anyway, we paid for it. <laughs> yes, well, probably. Uh, Probably, uh, yeah, it's probably one of the best nights of your life. I mean, one of the best inns you ever stayed at, one of the uh, best women you'd ever uh, hey, my friend had well. the opportunity to uh, to be with. So, hey, it was you, you lived it up, I'll say that. Uh, the next day, uh, you guys toured the fair a bit, and, uh, and um, let's see, Triax went to the temple, and he prayed. Um, and Wade, and you had not being here, uh, your character accompanied him to the temple, so Zed was also there, and, uh, and, uh, something happened while you were at the temple. And I'll give you a little handout. I got it. <laughs> um, we split, we split a, a, a room. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have a little bit less money. I think they Actually, marked... You, probably, you probably have more money. I think they marked off your... Pretty, yeah, I was pretty... Yeah, I was pretty... Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you may look at that. This happened to you while you were absent. See, look how much fun stuff happens when you're just, like, mm-hmm. miss a few weeks. I love it. Come it's back, great. I come back, experience. I've got experience. Yeah. And you're like, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> just let other people do my dirty work. You did, you did miss out on some money, but that's about it. Uh, still have more. Still have more. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us put together, but you could have had even more. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, so that was uh, um, that was about it. You guys toured the festival. You um, uh, Nigel had heard about a joust that he was very interested in attending, and that was this afternoon. Um, and you guys also found out that there was uh, Doctor Malthusius's Zucopia. Um, was definitely is definitely uh, something of interest that's happening at the fair. Uh, that's some sort of freak show, as far as you know. There's a three-legged goblin. There's a three-legged goblin. Yes, that's another thing that happened. Was uh, th- they there was uh, there were some cages up front. They were still covered, and the there was a three-legged goblin supposedly in one of the cages. And when you guys peeked in, the goblin um, actually made an escape. He he. Uh, the bars of the cage were pretty far apart, and this guy's pretty squirrely, and he had chewed through the rope that was tied around his neck, and he escaped into the crowd. There were sort of shrieks and shouts, and eventually some people caught him and brought him back to Dr. Malthusius. And uh, he has a dwarf who kind of keeps an eye on the show, and the dwarf took him back and put him in a more secure cage uh, in the back of the show. That was kind of an interesting little thing that happened. Okay, I will call the uh, the session summarized. Mm, cool. Um, this is neat. So I'll give you your twenty experience, and someone wish to uh, keep the next journal. Uh, it's my turn, unless Jeff or Wade wants to do it. Uh, you are more than welcome, sir. Uh, I just have. Uh, you only need to buy the experience. I. Uh, Get like another advance. It's true, but I was a terrible note taker in college. Like my <laughs> well, five experience is pretty much the worst you can possibly get. You <laughs> will get five experience, even if you do a terrible job. Because you didn't copy any NPC names to the list. 
What NPC names were there? Dr. Malthusius. Doctor, I wrote that down. No, Actually, you didn't put him on the NPC list. What would be helpful is, um, do you guys have a format guide or something? I mean, is there a certain You also didn't put down... Uh, they've uh, kind of been coming up with one, so but basically you're just supposed to write down everything. just the, just the general so sequence minor, of important no events. I do have my laptop. That's it doesn't matter how mine is. It has to go in there, though. Well, I'd rather type it as I, and then I could transpose it, you know. That's easier? <laughs> well, I hate my handwriting. It sucks. Oh, well, handwriting is important in the in the journal. Well, you didn't, uh, well, what you about, like, the guy we killed? I guess he's dead, but still. <laughs> Rodolphus? Adolphus, yeah. You didn't put Adolphus. You didn't put Adolphus in there. How many experiences did you get in this journal? All right, I'm 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 docking you five. I wrote it down already. This session, everyone's getting fifty, and you're getting forty-five. Oh come on! I'm at fifty exactly. You can redeem yourself if you write them all down now. Sure. Adolphus. Adolphus Cooper. What was the name of that concierge? Yeah, you got a woman. You didn't write that. Yeah, I don't think he got the concierge's name. You got the. I'm not writing down the goddamn woman that I stayed with. It could come up again. If it comes up, it's between me and her, and not like everyone else on this list. Is her name like Corey Slutsnot? That is coincidentally enough the name of our first mate on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So. No. Uh, so something for you, uh, Jai Chen. I, I actually, I was kind of going back over the sequence of events, and I, I think I made a mistake last time. I said that they were going to see you the following day. They were actually going to see you that day. They had an opening immediately. So if that's all right with you, um, they can just basically train you immediately. Everyone's off at the fair. All right, that's all I'm going to be doing today. So, yeah, that's totally fine. So you could start, so you went in at, like, Early in the morning, around yeah. eight or nine, so you started training at that time. Then, oh, okay. um, he's getting like the uh, six-hour degree. Yeah, so they're not—they're not—they can't—they can't, they can't show you. Um, <laughs> they certainly can't show you everything there is about being a barber surgeon in, in one day. But they have some pamphlets that they give to new people, <laughs> and I don't believe you can read or write, but they do have lots of pictures. Okay. Um, but uh, is read or write? Is read write in the new yes. career? Okay, so. What, Wait, you switched to I suggest you take it right away. Then. Yeah, so basically when you're when you're getting the experience, you're going to have to take read-write first in order to read through the pamphlets more carefully as you pick up the other skills so that you can kind okay. of learn them better. Right. So just that's just going to be how that's going to have to work because right. you're only spending one day with these guys. So they'll show you the manual parts, but the more intricate details are in a group of pamphlets that they hand you. Okay. So you can write on your character sheet that you have some of these pamphlets and... Um, and do know that you're going to have to take read-write first. Does that explain oh, what skills do? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I guess can actually like pay the turn, but should I do that? Um, sure, I mean, it's up to you. Uh, is chef a profession? Chef. You probably shouldn't do that until the end. Mm, the there are some careers that have cook in them. I think, like, maybe servant might have cook. Sounds good. Because we need a pastry chef to go with our barber. We have a barber? We do now. Sweet. Yeah, you need your haircut. To, uh, just uh, so you just abandoned your Manny. coachman. <laughs> yep. Nice. 
So you're the quick draw, you're like, oh, I'll pull out the scissors, oh, I'll pull out the scalpel. <laughs> oh, do they set you up with some, like, knives and stuff, too? Uh, you can buy them there. They certainly have some things. Certainly buy the tra- all the trappings. I certainly don't have any money. Yeah, take a look at, take a look at the trappings. You, uh, you, you need, have you need to have... have money. I think it's actually in the rule book. You need the trappings to take the career. You you need, the only trappings the that are relevant for Barber Surgeon are uh, Trade Tools Surgeon. Okay. I thought you needed to finish a career, not to take it. No, to get into it, you're supposed to have already acquired Are you them. serious? Yeah. So the knight, or so the squire's got, needs the full plate mail and the horse. Yeah. Oh, already. Whatever, you can't become a knight without a full plate mail and a horse. Come on. squires just kill their masters. You taught me all I needed to know, now you'll die. <laughs> now you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I actually looked into that, and the closest thing I found in the book was that it was 50 crowns for the. Things. 50 crowns? 50 crowns? For some knives? Good no. Good luck with that right. one. There's only one trade. There's yeah, trade tools listed. No. So if it says trade tools for your career, so that's going to be... Trade tools, barber surgeon. Like, each different trade tools is like right. a different thing. Uh, but yeah, I would imagine that they probably expect you to use the 50 crowns as kind of like a baseline and figure out... If the career trade um, tools are more, or yeah, if that's for every single average. trade, yeah. I mean that doesn't make any sense. So, um, I mean, if you were going to be a blacksmith, much, that kind of makes sense. Right. Like, how much is a knife in the in the uh, black book? How much does it cost? Black knife? Yeah, it's on the first. It's on the first page. It's on the weapons page of the black book. Ten shillings. Okay, so. Uh, you're gonna need like two knives. I mean, they're not the sort of knife you fight with, but you know, I think oh, ten, ten, ten shillings is a good baseline. So yeah. two knives and probably the equivalent to a couple more things. So scissors. I would. I'd say two two crowns would get you what you're looking for. So I have one crown. Can I see the bifo for a second? He does. Uh, I'll go ask for this. Um, you have you have you have one crown on you. They'll take a crown if you uh, if you promise to come back and give them the other crown. Okay. Do you have any collateral you want to leave? I'll leave this page. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's got insurgent. <laughs> All right, they show you how to. <laughs> I don't know. Yet. I'll buy them. Then they give them to you back as collateral. Yeah. <laughs> That just makes no sense. Well, you can always use your blunderbuss as collateral. Yeah, thanks for the knives. Uh, uh, I can leave 20 uh, first aid kits. That's, that's Don't leave our first aid kits as collateral. <laughs> He's trying to heal you. Sorry, pal. I left them back. <laughs> you can always ask uh, Zed if they'll lend you the money. That'll loan you a crown. <laughs> yeah, if you need like one crown, but if you need like ten crowns. You need one crown. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of dick to sell. Okay, I'll need some crowns. Some for the collateral. Come back with the rest. Okay. You can teach them all quick draw. I taught myself quick draw. Ha <laughs> ha. No, you have to help. Didn't know it. You're watching me quick drawing all my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, like that talent is awesome. I should learn it. Exactly. <laughs> I seem to remember somebody showing me the basics of it years ago. He was practicing a little. Okay. Well, let me uh, get on. So then, as you, as um, as Zed and Triax are, are leaving the temple, 
Um, you guys walk back towards the uh, fair area. Uh, Triax, you notice that uh, there's something in the pocket of your coat that wasn't there before. Somebody must have, like, stuffed something in there. He gives it a look. And it's a note. Somebody has given you a note. Damn it. <laughs> I... <laughs> volume, please. Thank you. Okay. If you can read it once you find a way to read it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, <I'm> around. <laughs> You can ask Zed to read it for you. He's right uh, there. Yeah. You know, if there's anyone I trust, it's Zed. I said, well, okay, Robert. I'm like, uh, uh, I find this note. Can you read it to me? Sure, I'll give it a go. All right. You read me this. So do okay, show he, it. He gets to read it. Yeah, you he will have to show it to him afterwards, of course. Yeah, All right, and and um, Manny, I also did this for you since I know at some point you're going to be looking to fix your pistol and throw your oh, throw yeah, your and throw your incendiary so I gave you some rules for how that's going to work throw your one bomb uh, he can make more I think I'm you have to more, you right? have to spend experience to uh, to gain the skill but I left that avenue available to you your gun coding position is weird no it's not weird at all it's self protection what nice font yeah, I hope I hope it's not illegible. It is. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might make some sense, Wade, with uh-huh. the piece I gave you. Okay, um, back back at the uh, at the fairgrounds. Um, there's a. Let's see. Yeah, back at the fairgrounds, there's some events that are happening, and the joust is going to be taking place in about an hour. Um, as you guys are wandering around, I'll just tell you some of the things that you see. If you want to do any of them, you can speak up. Um, there's some stalls where people are selling sort of all sorts of interesting things. You haven't really gone over there, but uh, just sort of like... Um, you know things that you can only that you can't generally find, but here they are at this fair. They're being sold on in this in a group of stalls. Um, well, I don't want to miss the start of the jousting. Right. I well, don't you know have how long that is? It's about an hour, hour and a half away. Okay. Um, let's see. The there's also a, uh, a fortune teller. Um, there is. Remember, all, I gave you money to put on the joust. I I understand. And uh, there's also kind of interesting. There's a. Uh, there's a uh, a ring that's being erected, like a you know like a platform with you know ropes around it, kind of like a boxing ring that's being erected, and uh, people are kind of gathering around to see what's what that's about. So those are the things that are that are happening. If you're not interested, you can just start with the joust. Um, I really want to have my fortune told. I'd rather not know. <laughs> I. <laughs> Uh, I'll spend a little bit of time looking through the curio shops and see if there's if they actually have anything magical there. Uh, sure. You um, you really don't see anything that sets off your uh, your magic awareness um, there. But there's kind of interesting things. Mostly a, a lot of people selling medicines. Most of them you kind of think are probably snake oil, but some of them look a little bit more legitimate and you know some. Kind of interesting powders that 
have various effects. Stuff like that. Anybody selling like books or parchments or books or manuscripts? <clears throat> manuscripts? No, nothing like that. Okay, not interested. Okay. All right. Well, the uh, the joust begins. There's a there's a bugle that's sounded, and uh, let me flip to the joust. <clears throat> um, this. I ask you if you want to check out that place before midnight. Uh, did I think that'll be necessary? Okay. Are you with me, mate? Yeah. Sweet. Um. Are Zed and Triax at the festival by the time of Galston? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out the ring. The ring? Yep. Okay. Uh, apparently there's. Um, since you guys are a little bit after them, uh, the uh, apparently there's a wrestling match that is uh, that is done there, and they're they're offering twenty to one if you can, and all you need to do is last two minutes with their champion. That's uh, is their champion a bear. <laughs> no, it's just kind of it's kind of a big strong man who who's uh, wearing just his uh, pants. He's not wearing you know he's shirtless guy. He looks pretty strong, uh, and he's kind of uh, walking around the ring now that it's erected, and he says. Out there, who can who can survive two minutes with me? And there's a there's a man down below who's kind of walking around on the opposite side of him. You know, last just two minutes with the champion, and you'll have two gold crowns. So not the gold crowns. <laughs> Sounds like something you'd be interested in. <laughs> just two shillings, and you can have two crowns. I uh, start to kind of mill with the crowd. The, crowd, the, the crowd's starting to gather, but no one seems to be just eager to take this guy on. I'm he doesn't to... look huge, though. He just looks like, uh, you know, he's a strong guy, but he's not some sort of huge ape of a man or anything like that. I'm trying to ask if anybody knows anything about this guy or, like, if this shit is rigged or anything using the gospel um, skill. Sure. I mean, the people there are... Um, not yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mix of people from in town and out of town, and uh-huh. neither of them have ever seen this before. Oh, okay. It's totally new. It's a traveling festival, so they really have no idea. Okay. They, they, they can't think of any way that, uh, that they would be cheating. They think. So. Okay. Well, what do you know? Okay. Um, so, anyway, that's, that's what's happening over there. I need the two kinds. <laughs> I go. I go up in the ring. All right. Uh, the uh, so yes for two shillings. I give him two shillings. Okay. Uh, I say, um, Brutus, <laughs> would you care to place a friendly wager on the match? <laughs> uh, yeah. Somebody. Somebody asks you. Uh, I have. Uh, also, if they, I'll put down five shillings on the wager. I wanted to bet on the champion. They're giving ten to one on the champion. Uh, the guy standing next to you who offers you ten to one, he wants to bet on the champion. The guy has no idea. I mean, he says, "Hey, they're offering twenty to one to win. I'm, I'll give you ten to one." Uh, right, you can take so does that mean if he wins, I get ten times whatever I bet this guy? Yeah. And I'm like, how high are you willing to go? Uh, well, I only got a couple crowns on me. Uh, maybe oh. a, I've a crown. So he's going to give me ten gold crowns if I no, give him a crown? No, he's going to give you a crown and if you win. You'd be getting two shillings. You'd be getting a crown if he wins. Sure. Yeah. Great. I do that. Um, so that's kind of the, the general... Uh, 
Seems like what, what, people, what people are betting in the crowd. Seems like two shillings versus your crown. Uh, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna give you. No, I'm not going to give you that high odds. All right, I, I, I think the dwarf has a better chance than that. I'll, I'll give you uh, three to one though. Well, you're fighting this guy. No. Cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the dwarf run away from. that. Those tactical retreat to get a better shot. <laughs> tactical <laughs> retreat. Tactically retreating out of range. Are you retreating from he is. wrestling? With <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Ah, uh, here he is. Maybe I should give his, his, na- his nickname is Crusher, in case you're interested. I hope there's not a lot of wounds involved. <laughs> it's wrestling, and not much happens in wrestling. Um, what's his strength? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's going to come down to strength and, well, maybe a little bit of agility if you're trying to dodge out of the way of things. We're not. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, all right, well, you're the first man of the day. Goes, hey, yes, a dwarf! Come on! Enter the ring! Take on the champion! And the, the crowd starts to cheer wildly, and everybody's just ecstatic that you're that you're taking on the challenge. And uh, and the fight begins. Uh, you just need, so oh before the fight, Trax gives up to Sigmar. He's like, "Are you wearing all your?" Animals? Oh, I think no. there's um. He's wearing his leather, but not his mail. I think there's. I think if you actually. Oh, you get double the reward if you defeat him. You get twenty to one if you just last for two minutes. Wow! I don't it's know. Like they don't define like defeating. Spider-Man attacking. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, the crowd is just going crazy as uh, as the match begins, and uh, he Crusher doesn't seem to be just charging in and crushing you. He actually kind of he's looking. He's kind of bobbing and weaving. And the first round goes by, and he doesn't do anything. Do you want to take any action? Nope. Craig <laughs> circles and kind of pretends he knows how to wrestle. And <laughs> right. And is sizing him up. Yeah, this guy, he seems... Uh, Where is, like, the dramatic Kirk fight music? Yeah, um, really the, uh, this is as dramatic as I have. The, uh... Okay. The second round goes by, and he starts to, uh, like, wave to the crowd, yeah. and they get... They get they get uh, very animated. He kind of takes a quick step towards you, but he pulls back, and he's sort of he's sort of upping the ante, but he doesn't make any any quick moves on you either. Cool if I had the Star Trek fight music, though, can you can you keep track of how many rounds go by? Uh, uh, there's a total of twelve in two minutes. <laughs> so the first two have already gone by. You have to there's twelve. There's this twelve is, rounds. Twelve rounds in two minutes, right? Um, I'm gonna write down this wrestler's name. Uh, his I name is Crusher Baugen. Oh, Braugen. B-R-A-U-G-E-N. Um, okay, so in the third round, he's still just is sort of fainting and eyeing you down. He's kind of giving you a stare. And the, the crowd is loving it. The tension is building. And on the fourth round, he makes his move. He, uh... He studied you for three rounds. Now yep. he deathbets now he deathbets you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right in the heart. The five five point bomb exploding heart. Yep. Alright. He uh so uh you're in I tap. <laughs> you can't beat his thirty four initiative, can you? No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright. Alright. He uh he makes he makes a grappling attack. You, can, right. you can dodge you can dodge it. Let me see if he hits first. Does he has two attacks? No, he doesn't. He he uh, he swipes with his arms and he misses as you kind of deftly move to the side. 
I'm like studying this guy's fight. Uh, alright, I'll counterattack him. How do you do a grappling attack? Uh, alright, so you make an attack. Um, you have to hit. You have to hit with an unarmed attack. I believe you get a, you get a bonus if you have the wrestling skill. I do not. Then you just get just your weapon skill. Uh, if I bet this guy has the bonus. Okay. If you if you uh, if you're successful with your with your attack, he gets an agility test to move away from the grapple. If he fails that, then you're in a dominant position grappling with him. All right. You have full focus in. I'm tempted to strike to stun. I don't know if that's cheating. Just clock a guy in the face and try to knock him out. Uh, they didn't explain any rules to you. You do the it's double axe handle on his head. Yeah, yeah, we'll try it. You can strike to stun. There's if no. it works, try it. Wait till the rope is turned around, and then he does the close fist. Punch. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. So you you do the closest. So you wait for the, for the guy. Before you attack him, then you try. So, yeah, you, see if you hit first. All right. Oh, uh, we hit. Okay, we're striking to stun. Okay. Strike to stun. Um, right, so make a you make a strength test. test. If you're successful, the opponent must make successful. a zero four. Wow. Okay. So you make a strength test. If successful, your opponent makes a toughness test with plus ten for each armor point on his head. He's not wearing any armor. Um, oh, and if he fails, he is stunned <laughs> for the next d10 rounds. Oh my gosh! All right. Uh, so Alright, so he needs to make a toughness test. It's, it's not cheating if the ref doesn't see it. His toughness is not as good as his strength. He fails his toughness <laughs> test. Wow. He's Alright, so he's stunned for how long? So can you, like, drag him out of the ring? Would that win you the contest? Like, can I go for the cover and try to pin him? Um, you, well, the thing is, so stunned doesn't mean he's fallen down. It means he's dazed. It means he can't do anything. Um, you have plus 20 to your to hit rolls against the stunned opponent, and he basically gets no action. That's what stunning oh, somebody oh, does. It seems like pinning him for the win. All right, yeah. so he's stunned yeah. for D10 rounds, and it's a pretty random amount of rounds, though. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he's stunned. So is that that's the end of round four? That was the end of round four. All right. That's round five, he does nothing. Um, all right, I try to take him down. All right, you're going to... Jump on top of him. Okay. I yeah. uh, make an attack roll. You get plus twenty <laughs> since dwarf. he's you get <laughs> jumping on. You get plus twenty since he's stunned. Uh, with the plus twenty, I make it. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to give him an agility roll because he's stunned. Um, all right. So you you land on top of him. Um, okay. So what I'm going to say is, if you there's a way to do damage to somebody. If you do any damage, you win. Can't you just pin him? I don't um, want to hurt him. Well, you will. You'll. Well, uh, they never defined, they never defined defeating. So anyway, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the man running the show, he calls out, the champion is down! The champion is down! And the crowd just starts to go crazy. Um. Oh, it's looking like you should have taken that back. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Okay, so it's an opposed strength test. Just to do damage, but I'm going to say it's also an opposed strength test to pin him. Okay. Um, he, he can make this test despite being stunned. Sure. Ooh. I fail by zero. Uh, he has a degree of success. All right, he wins. Okay, he, uh, he, he shrugs you off a bit, but he's, you still have him in a dominant position. You're still kind of on top of him with a knee, with, with a knee on his chest. Um, so round six? Yep. All right, um, so he can try to break it. He's still stunned, so he doesn't try to break out of the pin. All right, I try to pin him again. Okay, post strength test. All he do is win with it. Ooh. 
Fail the zero again. He, he's, he's rolling well on this, at least. He has two degrees of success right. this time. He, he is standing You're just strong. like, this guy is just like, <laughs> you're just like, it goes down! Alright, it's the next round. How long has he been stunned for now? Two, two rounds. Two rounds. Okay, he, I only rolled a two on that, so he's only stunned, he's only stunned for two rounds. Okay. But so you still have, like, your knee on his chest. He's still So like, he's missed his last two actions, so he right. can, he'll get, so he, so he, he can act now. Right. He acts now. Okay, so he tries to break the pin. It's an opposed strength test. Whoa, he's rolling well on this. Uh, succeed with zero. He succeeds with two degrees of success. Nice. All right, he breaks out. Okay. Um, all right, he's, he, he rolls out from under you. Uh, he's still on the ground. Um, he can get up. Uh, so, so that was his attack. Uh, his, other, his other action, he'll stand up. Let's see if he can do it with a half He cannot. So he tries to get to his feet, but he kind of stumbles. He's kind of getting up slowly. Uh, so you're, it's All right, I'll, I'll attempt to, to re-grab him. Okay. Um, since he's trying to get... You get plus ten because he's still considered down okay. at the moment. I miss him. Okay. Okay. Um, he finishes regaining his feet at the, as the round ends. All right. And it's his turn next round. Uh, he actually backs away from you this round. And All right. He's trying to regain his composure. I'll, I'll back away from him, give him the eyeball. <laughs> All right. You, uh, the, crowd, the, crowd, the crowd goes crazy as uh, you nearly had him, and, and the people who are betting on you are just, you know, they, they just can't believe it. They thought you had him. Uh, and they, were, they were expecting such a big payday, you know, it was unbelievable. Okay. I put uh, my crossbow back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, he has this renewed look of uh, vigor in his eye, and he comes barreling after you. This round, okay. Uh, like a charge. Ooh, he uh, he makes his attack roll. You can dodge. All right, I'll attempt a dodge. No. Okay. Uh, so he's trying to grapple. So now dodge. you get um, so he hits his own target. Okay. So then you make an agility test. <laughs> no. No. Okay. You're you're grappled. All right. All right. Next round, he can do something. Um, so well, is there anything I can do in the non-dominant grapple position? Yeah, you, you, can, you can just try to escape. You can escape either with strength or with agility. You can try to slip out of it, or you can try to just break right. free. I'll break free. Okay. okay. So it's an opposed strength test. Uh, made it with zero. He made it with zero, too. How much exactly did you make it by? Two. You made it by two? Yep. You made it by four. Okay. All right. We didn't use that tiebreaker last week. Um, it did not come up. It did come up. No, it, it, it came up. It only came failed. up because you failed at calculating your degrees of failure. Failed at calculating failure. All right. Yes, you so did. Ne- so it's the next. It's the next round now. All right. What are we all? Right. In that case, it's this is round eleven. So we're on a round eleven. Yeah, ten and pass. Holy shit! All right. Finish him off quick. <laughs> so he has to win either this round or next round, yeah, right? Yes. All right, you guys are still in the center of the ring. It's going to take him two maneuvers to get you out of the ring, which he is his goal. He can't just do a wound. Um, he, like, he would have to pin you, right? So you guys are grappling, but you're still kind of on your feet. He was actually down because he was stunned. Uh, um, the goal is to knock someone out of the ring? You can, you, generally, you throw somebody out of the ring. You can also pin him. Uh, there's no one like counting off, though, so you'd have to pin him until the guy says stop. Um, Gets you in the armbar, but uh, exactly. No, not. I mean the. I mean the guy running the the event could say stop. You know, clearly he's pinned, but sure. it would probably have to pin him for a couple of rounds um, before that would happen. So I guess a couple of rounds would be like ten <laughs> seconds. No, I guess if you pin him for a whole full round, that would 
that would make sense. He could try to bore us them out of the ring. Right. That's what he's. That's what this is. How he beats people, he throws them out of the ring, and that's what he's going to try to do. So it's a uh, maneuver action. That's going to be an opposed strength test. Okay. Uh, two degrees. No, three degrees of failure. He rolled pretty badly. Um, I was going to ask three you to, three degrees of I was failure. I'm going to ask you to hold off on this because I was going to fortune point this roll if I missed it. Oh well, you can always roll first and then decide. Oh, oh I, I shouldn't tell you what it is. Right. Uh, I got two degrees of success. So I want to put it in All right, you stand very stoutly, uh, stoutly there. Okay. Um, all right, then I try to break. All right. Three degrees of success. Uh, whoa, you break free. <laughs> okay. Nicely done. Last uh, round. All right. The uh, he like Dallas. <laughs> yeah, he can't win. All right, he uh, he just tries to. He's just going to try to bull rush straight into you and just knock you out immediate immediately. Um, it's gonna you're gonna get. Um, so first he's gonna have to make a weapon test, and then you're gonna get like plus thirty to your dodge. Uh, he actually fails his attack. Cool. All right, so he rushes past you, but you're able to kind of move a little bit to the side, and, the and he uh, he actually he actually misses you uh, completely, and he sails into the ropes where the ropes kind of catch him, and he kind of slips and falls, and he's kind of halfway out of the ring, and the uh, it's still your turn. The, the yeah, of course I try to borrow from out of the ring. Oh yeah, final action. All right, uh, you've got plus twenty. He's basically stunned as he's in those ropes. All right, we attack. Ah, we hit him. All right. Um, all right, he gets an agility test, which he fails. All right, you push him out of the ring. <laughs> wow! Right. Right. Well done. I just made it. You have to say bar from that. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. You were, yeah, you, you he he had you by probably fifteen points of strength. I immediately go and try to collect. But uh, yeah, that strike to stun was just devastating. All right, so you get. Uh, you get four crowns, right? You actually, you actually defeated him. Holy shit. <laughs> Alright, a, a line quickly forms to take on the champion. <laughs> Wait, is that you? Wait, you should no. be the champion now. Yeah, he should be the champion now. No, no, they just they hand you your crowns and uh, it says, well done, well done. We have not had the champion defeated uh, in uh, in many days. Uh, it's an excellent brawl, mate. Does um, the guy that I bet try to back out on... on the bat, or does he pay me? Um, let's see what kind of guy. Uh, no, I'm standing like right next to him. I'm like a payoff. You know, he 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 runs every possible excuse through his head about how the dwarf didn't really win, and comes up blank and hands you your money. Okay, fantastic. So that's what a crown, right? Yep, one crown. All right. Well, that was quite a spectacle, and uh, other people are some uh, farmers are, are getting in line. Some uh, stout, some other stout folks, and soldiers, you know, mercenary types. They all start getting in line. And I totally just like doubled the amount of money this <laughs> this show is going to make today. Uh, yeah. So anyway, pretty, pretty, pretty. The 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 champion takes a takes a breather, but pretty quickly he's up fighting the next guy. Um. All right. So then, um, on to the joust. The uh, the joust is on page twelve. Okay. So there's there's an area for sort of the 
the nobles, and there's another area where the common folk can kind of catch a glimpse if they, you know, are tall enough. Uh, right, I head for the doorway. Or, or, or if you're right up to the fence, you can you, you can see. Those are pretty much your only ways to see if you're in the common area. But there's a uh, there's sort of a walled off area where there's a guard who kind of makes sure that that the people going into this area are are the right type of folk. Right, right. Yeah, I head for that. I head for the entrance. Okay, you're wearing your your nice clothing. I am. Yeah. Okay. Um, there seems to be a little donation jar. People throwing in different amounts that are in front of you. You're not sure exactly what's expected, but... Uh, I throw in a couple of fillings. Okay. They're, you're, the guy nods and sends you through. Okay, so inside there's a bunch of merchants and sort of the upper crust uh, milling about. You also see some nobles who are... Um, there. There's a little bit... Of, there's an area that was... It's sort of a stage with steps that lead up to it, and there's a railing in front, and the nobles are all standing on this. But a lot of the merchants and other sort of general upper-crusters are, are hanging out there. And uh, so as I, as I mentioned before, there's two groups of folk. There's the um, sort of out-of-towners, um, there, and that is uh, led by Grand Duke Leopold of, Mid- of the Middenland, and his knights are there taking on the locals. Um, uh, the who are who? Most of them serve uh, Graf Wilhelm von Steppendheim. Don't, don't worry about writing these names down. Although they're, they're I think Duke flyer. Leopold is, uh, is is actually on your flyer, isn't he? They're both on the flyer. Oh, they're both on the flyer. Oh, well, that's great. Um, so actually, the uh, the uh, let's see. So the the betting. There's a number of people betting on kind of side bets, but there's also a booth where they're taking bets. Um, and the out of town group. Uh, definitely seems to be favored in 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 the in the tilts. So on any on any individual tilt, um, the the odds are two to one for the for the out of town group. Um, and then there's also a bet you can just bet because there, there's sort of a point scoring system. Like there's sort of a point scoring system, and if the out of town group wins, uh, that is well if the sorry if the if the local group wins, that's actually at six to one. So that's that's the current betting. If the local group wins, the overall the overall is six to one. Each individual tilt is two to one, okay. both favoring the out of town group. Uh, the crowd obviously is rooting hard for the locals. <laughs> for the locals, oh right. yeah, this is like a home court. They have the home court advantage. <laughs> are they just? Are each of the uh, knights only doing one tilt each, or is it like a elimination style tournament? I, uh, you're not really sure. You want to ask some questions yeah. about that? Um, it looks like each of them get a uh, a couple of tilts. So each of them are going to go at least twice, and then the ones that do well kind of do a few more. But it's not an elimination. Uh, but the ones that win j- joust with others who win to kind of see, you know, have the best fight the best. But it's not but you're not eliminated when you lose. Hmm. So it's like the BCS. It's horrible. Like what if ABT <laughs> yeah. and the BDT? It's not meant. It's not meant to crown one champion. It's not. It's not its goal. They have a whole bunch of guys with super new rain in their head. Just like writing down and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. We determined this guy. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, can I like? I want to. Are there people like going up to the booth and placing bets all the yeah. time? Uh, yeah. 
there, there certainly are. Can I, like, kind of hang out in that area and observe, like, what people oh, are betting on? Uh, most people are betting on the locals. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Really? <laughs> You're in a terrible conference. <laughs> not everybody, though. By, by not everybody, but no. by far the majority are betting oh, on the locals. Oh, maybe two to one. Twice as many people are betting on the locals. I have to fight the Knight of Southern California. <laughs> Arnold? Um... All right. How much do I want to wager? How much do I want to wager here? Where's the date night? As you look out upon the knights, you notice that the out-of-town knights seem to be dressed in more fine armor. They seem to have better horses and things like that. Uh, I'll put down... Gosh, it's six to one on the overall points thing. How much did I give you? Five shillings. Oh, not that much. <laughs> oh, no, the locals really even knights? Uh, there are local knights, yes. Oh, okay. Um, so you guys cannot place wagers on the uh, overall on the overall contest. There's no one really taking those. But if you want to bet on any individual joust, you can find somebody. They're generally offering about two oh, to one. Are there any dwarves? No, stores don't seem to take a big interest. You don't see any. Is there any guy wearing the symbol of Sigmar? Um, there's definitely a chance of that. That's not worth betting on the home team. <laughs> or on the, out of, on the out-of-towners. Um, I have to put down, like... Yeah, one of, one of, one of the uh, out-of-town uh, group like, has, a, has a war hammer on his... On well, a shield. Like I wanna use right. crown at I'll, I'll put down two yeah. songs on him to win. Okay. Can I use my combination of gossip and gamble to try to get someone to uh, place one to one odds on me? Or on the. Uh, I'm sure, if you want to kind of talk to somebody. Talk yeah, I was like, like, oh, these home guys, man, they're the, they're the, they're the shit. <laughs> You're right. Um, sure, you can make a gossip test. It's kind of hard. You'll have minus 20. 16. I make it. You make it. All right, you can get. Oh, you, you talk your eye into it. Uh, he, uh, he's, he'll, he'll give you one bet at one to one. All right. On a particular guy that he there's a particular uh, in town guy that he has heard about. He will, he'll bet him out one to one. I'll bet him ten shillings. Okay. Um, so can I like survey the the jousters and try and get like some sort of information about how well I think they'll do? Um. Well, let's see. So there's basically two things you can see at this point. You can see how good their armor is, and you can see how good their horses are. I don't think you can really make any other judgments. Do you have any skill that would tell you about horses or armor? Mm, I don't think so. Mm, no, definitely not. Alright, I'd give you a roll, but it would have such a penalty, I don't think. Okay. Uh... All right, I'll put down Black Black Hey, is there an extra one of those? It's only one bag. No, I mean beers. Oh, yeah, there's one. Help yourself. Okay. I'll put Did down. Yeah, cherry coke while you're in there. Sure. I'll put down thirty shillings on the out of counters to win the points total. Oh, the total. Yeah. So you're. You're going with a, a six to one where yeah. you can't win. Too well. <laughs> it's All right. true. And you're, it's like on craft, you're like betting on the uh, house or on the house. 
Uh, you have uh, the one creepy guy in the corner that's like, don't come and don't pass. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. And then I'll pick, um, I'll pick three local guys that I think are uh, like particularly interesting, and I'll put down five shillings on each of them. On the locals. Okay. So you're betting 45 total? I'm betting 45 total, five of which is yours. Um, all right, well, you can, you can make an intelligence test to see how, how well you pick the locals. Give me your degree of success or failure. Uh, this is the last cherry code, by the way. Oh, sweet. Uh, fail with two degrees. Succeed with. Uh, succeed with a degree. Oh no, just succeed with no degrees. And fail by a lot. Alright, just give me an average. You failed by some, right? Average, I probably failed by about two degrees. Okay. Um, Alright, well, I'm not giving you any bonuses. <laughs> Um, okay, um, so I'll let, I'll let, uh, what do I let you guys make the roll? So the actual odds of them winning are right over here. Um, so the out-of-towners aren't actually quite as good as everybody makes them out to be. And uh, on the on the individual jousts, it's actually one and a half to one, and they're really only favored by four to one. So I'll let you guys make the rules yourself. So you had a you had a roll on a particular. I was one to one, and I'm getting four to one. Or the actual guy has a four to one. He's got a one. And he, so it's a one and a half to one, but okay. you're getting one to one. Okay. So uh, just roll. So it's one and a half to one. So just uh, so that would be. What is that? What's one point five? Times fifty. One point five times. Why times fifty? Six. Well, two to one. Well, two to one is sixty-six, right? Right. So what's one point five to one? Oh, right. That's like rolling a fifty-five or something. Um. Three to it's three to two. It's like sixty forty. It's yeah, it's sixty forty exactly. All right. All right. So go ahead and. So if I roll under sixty or sixty or under, I get right. A, so you I have get, you, you have the you have the favorite. You have the favorite, right? right. Yeah. So if I roll six, you're under. I get a crown. Right. Sixty-one. <laughs> <laughs> can I fortune point that? <laughs> you, uh, can you fortune point it? No, it's not a test that you're making. Oh, okay. It's exactly. it's up to them. So you you bet a crown on that? No, I, I bet ten. You bet ten shillings. Wow, it was a really close joust. They were actually both <laughs> knocked loose from their horse, but the guy that you bet on fell first. Right. And they declare him the loser. So I I had, bullshit. That was a tie. <laughs> no, 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 no so it's a sixty percent chance that the out of towner wins. Uh, right. Instead, of, it should have been sixty-six. Right. right. Okay. According so to what I, according to what the line is, the out of towner wins. So if the out of towner wins, I lose. So I need to roll a sixty-one to one hundred. Yeah. To win. Yeah. All right. So first one, I lose. Second one, I win. And the third one, I lose. 59. You're terrible. <laughs> so, I bet five shillings on each of them, so I lost. You lost five. I went up down five shillings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then on the overall the one. Overall, I yeah, what happens to overall? It's four to one favoring the. Uh, so, just say a 25% chance the home team wins. Okay. So twenty five or lower. So if I roll twenty five or lower, I lose a whole bunch of money. <laughs> I rolled a seventeen. You rolled a seventeen. Yeah. So the home team wins, huh? 
Wow! The crowd, the crowd goes crazy as as the as the last few jousts happen and the points are tallied up. What did, you, you placed a bet as well. I right? put two shillings on the Sigmar guy to win the whole thing individually. There is no individual winner. I thought you meant for his tilt. Oh, then for his tilt then. Okay, so he has. So he was. Um, he was out of town. So there's a... Uh, so roll a, six, roll a less than 60. Yeah, six, so do I only win one shilling if I win this, since I bet two? Um, yeah, it was two to one. All right. Yep. He wins! 60. Right on the nose, and I win a shilling. Nice, all right. Nice. You win a shilling. Well done. I think you're the only one who came out ahead in the, uh, in the yeah, Dow's wagering. Shilling. Well, well, it was a good money day for Jeff. Overall. I got my money in with the rest of it. That's all that matters. <laughs> I, mean I don't give you any of your money back, by the way. It's that kind of, no. that kind of day, huh? I can all go right. out and buy a Warhammer now. I just won't be able to sleep anymore. <laughs> do anything. You can afford a Warhammer? Those are pretty expensive, right? They are. They're 13. I have exactly 13 on the nose. Wow. That one shilling got you to 13? No, I had 8. Oh. And then I won 4 by beating the champ. And Wait, I had, did you bet a shilling or a gold crown? I bet two shillings and won four gold crowns. No, I'm talking about on, on the joust. On the joust. I bet two shillings and won one shilling, which brought me from 19 to 20 shillings, which mm-hmm. gave me another gold crown, which mm-hmm. brought me exactly to 13. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, all right. So the the joust takes quite a, quite a while, and it's uh, getting on towards evening as the uh, as the events wrap up. Um. I'll buy it tomorrow. I don't like it. Uh, you should buy it. I think someone with a haggle to go with it. I can put a haggle down for you. Do you have haggle dead? No, I do not. Although, if I did, I would get a bonus because I have a value. Well, everybody has haggle. You just don't have plus 20 for having the skill. Mm, okay. Everybody, it's a basic test. Anybody yeah, can try to have it. You don't get to include the evaluate. No, you do. You do. Oh, really? I gave it to you when you when yeah, you when you, you were when you were haggling with. Uh, oh well, his his is probably better anyway. It's, yeah, it's having haggle really is better, better than having a bonus to it, right? Like actually having the skill. Can I have your warmer when you die. <laughs> uh, yes. <Sweet. laughs> what is that? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Can I have all your shit when you die? Uh, Wrong. Yes, is the answer. <laughs> no matter what you're saying. I don't think there's anything of mine that you would really want. Actually, there's nothing you can do about it because you're dead. <laughs> you just lo- you and leave me naked in the street. Shit, my die. All right. I want all my possessions buried with me. Are you? Uh, yeah, that's gonna happen. Dream on. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. Are you guys returning to the journey's end, or are you going to try to find cheaper accommodations? Oh, okay. I'm going to the, the Zucopia. Ah, okay, so you, the, the, uh... I want to talk on Alexander in Yeah, so you head over to the Zucopia, and it's still kind of shuttered up. Um, there's... Well, you said they were going to open it, like, six meetings. Uh, you want to talk to them about it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you kind of poke your head around, and you kind of see they're still making some sort of preparations inside, and, uh, there's a dwarf who comes out. He has a sort of a, uh, expression on his face that he, you know... Uh, Brooks um, no attitude, and he, he says, yeah. uh, "What's what is going on, sir?" There's Doctor Malthusius. Uh he is he is inside. He says, um, "He told me that you guys would be opening this evening." Oh, we we are, we are opening tomorrow. Uh, the joust was today, and uh, Malthusius says it's bad for business. And what exactly are you doing here? Are you coming with me? Yep, I'm following you. 
I bought you a Dallas Michael while you're here. I see. Well, I hope no more incidents happen like the unfortunate thing that happened this morning. Oh, yeah, so we got him locked up good now. Uh, yes, uh, he, he, he pulls out a fistful of flyers about the Zucopia. He says, he, he hands one to each of you. There's sort of uh, picture, pictures of weird stuff on it. and Kryx looks at the pictures. Yeah, there's, well, it's it's mostly pictures with like a few words that you can't read, but the, the pictures are just sort of, you know, pictures of strange things like, uh, um, striped mice, and the, there's a picture of a snake with three heads, things like that on it. And it says Zucopia across the top. Is there a picture of those a three-legged three. goblin? Um, no, there's no picture of a three-legged goblin. Right. <laughs> Really good job, Alright, well... I'm uh, he says, yeah, he says, come back tomorrow. We're trying to get to as many people as possible. Uh, what time yes. will you be opening in the morning? Uh, well, we're actually going to have an afternoon show. That's when the most people are here. I actually kind of want to say that they're at So how do you know what weapons or armor you qualify for? Everything on the... Ar- weapons, you qualify for everything on the first page. Uh-huh. Everything else is specialist weapon. Unless it says... They all say at the top. Yeah, okay. Ordinary weapon or specialist weapon. Okay. And if it's a specialist weapon, you can still use it. You just have some penalties. Uh, mm-hmm. Armor, there's no qualification for armor. Anybody can use it. So I could wear plate mail? Mm-hmm. If you can afford it, there's then don't mind the encumbrance. There's an agility penalty. Okay. I see. Yeah, well, I think it's very It's very expensive, okay. though. Yeah, it's very can, expensive. Can, like, spellcasters be wearing full plate mail? There's penalties to casting spells, I believe. Armor is just very expensive. Alright, I, I go back to... Okay. So the, uh, so you guys, as you guys are wandering away, um, mo- you see most of the things are closing down, but a couple of things are still, uh, open, and namely the, there's two big beer tents that are, uh, that are there, and there's all sorts of people, uh, still milling around at the beer tent. Um, across the path from the beer tent is another large tent, and you can kind of hear a lot of commotion going on in there. Um, I'll check it out. But what time is it? It's getting on towards the evening, maybe, you know, 5.30. Okay, we'll check it out. Okay, well, you get over to the tent where all this commotion is going on, and you see that it's actually, um, it's sort of a courthouse that's been set up very, you know, quickly in a tent. And there's a, there's a judge who has um, this... Uh, he has a he has a beard that's just his just from his chin, and he has uh, uh, you know black hair, and uh, he's presiding over a case where it looks like um, two groups of mercenaries were sounds like they were drunk and going out ap- going after each other, and uh, he's kind of hearing both sides, and that's what and 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 the other groups the other mercenaries or friends are in the background kind of shouting about uh, who did what in this brawl that happened. You see there there's cuts and bruises on both sides. And that's that's what all the commotion is about. Um, as you guys are kind of standing outside the tent, looking in, uh, off to one side is uh, a set of stocks, and one set is empty, and the other set there's a dwarf who's locked in the stocks, and uh, he kind of looks up at you guys and he says, uh, "Hey there, can you can you spare a, a couple of shillings to get me out of these here stocks? I I've been in here all day." What did you do? Oh, nothing, I tell ya. Uh, they, they don't like dwarves in this town. I think that must be it. You know I can spare the money, mate. Who I pay? 
he, uh, he, he asks you guys for some more money for beers, and he's asking the other people who are standing next to you guys if they can spare some money for beer. Uh, tapped out, mate. Ah, oh, that's a shame. But, uh, he's, he, 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 uh, he says, well, I'm very glad met, and he, he gives you another hug, and, uh, off he goes asking other people about, uh, whether they'll give him some yeah, money for beer. That is just... Fine, Jack, mate. Yeah, fine, <laughs> man. You're just going to have to out tomorrow, too. Going to be right back into there. Wouldn't be the least bit surprised these humans, prejudiced, they just hate the dwarves. Alright, um, so is anyone doing anything else before, uh, the, the, the rest of the festival is pretty much getting, getting shut down at this point? I'm going to move back into the boat, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving right back into the boat. boat. Well, right, I'm going back into frugal mode. <laughs> I just want to check out the uh, one night. Oh, awesomeness. This is yeah, pretty much. In the note one night is super awesomeness. You want to just, well, that was the, the the temple of Sigmar where you were earlier. Oh, it's the same place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, never mind. Um, all right. Am I, am I done with my training by now? Uh, yeah. So the training drags on and uh, <laughs> and it, it, it ends as as the evening rolls up. I finally, I finally run to the I finally run to the fair. See if it's still going on. Um. All right, make make an intelligence test. See how quickly you learned all this stuff. <laughs> smart, though, right? Thirty-four. Uh, fail by zero degrees. Fail by zero degrees. Okay, you uh, you're finished at about six o'clock. So um, the fair is shutting down, but uh, but you but you're there in time to see them leaving the fair. Oh really? Okay, I just cut out. Hey, what's up, guys? What what happened while I was going? Uh, this dwarf, like, fought this wrestler, and he no totally kicked his ass. It, it was incredible. Wow. Happened just like that, mate. The fair was I had Sigma with me the whole time. The fair was pretty fantastic. <laughs> you, you, sure, you sure missed the show there, Manny. Is that only the Warhammer? <laughs> yep. It's the, it's the Warhammer, then the salute, yeah, and the power of the Sigma. Can I use Gossip to try to track down Alexander? Um... Uh, we'll probably be on the boat. Probably on the boat. It, okay. Well, I'll check the boat first. And then okay. So you guys, you guys sit down. You ask Alexander. Like, he in fact is at the boat. Uh, you guys, you guys catch up with him and find him without any problem. He's, uh, yeah, he's there on the boat. He's kind of going over his inventory and, and whatnot. And uh, he says, "Ah, Brutus, you're back and your friends." Alexander, uh, how was your day? Uh, it was pretty good, but uh, I did not sell the rest for quite as much as I was hoping, but it is still profitable. So, uh, yes, I have your money for the other items. Oh, excellent. Uh, he hands you each seven shillings as your, your cut there. He says, you know, we would have had more profits if I had not had to spend some of the profits on... On hiring carpenters, he chuck- chuckles to himself. <laughs> well, it's looking better than ever, mate. <laughs> Your boat's better part in the long run. It is. It is. A, it is a good job, I would say. Yes. Uh, would you guys come to sleep in quarters tonight? Uh, yep. That's why we're here. Oh, great. Uh, yes, the boat is open to you. Feel free. How long do you think are you planning on staying in Bogenhofen, um, Alexander? Well, I have just finished selling. It is now I have my money, so now it is time to buy. You see how this works, and I must find what is good price here in Bogenhafen. Then I will buy it, and then I will sell in perhaps Altdorf or 
Kamperbad or Avraheim, wherever I can find a, a good market, you know. It depends on what I buy. So, I am not sure, but I will begin my searches tomorrow. Although, I must say, the the uh, fair is somewhat distracting. I probably will take me uh, longer than usual. <laughs> distracting, yes. That's full quite great. Armor, full mail armor? That's yeah. not too hard. It's not full plate armor. Full yeah, mail. That's true. It's expensive. Is almost that. Yeah, I, I got full mail. I'm, I'm almost at full mail just off that guy that we killed. Yeah, you've got oh. one piece of armor. That's like one, two pieces, right? Yep. yep. So I just need head and legs, and then I'll have full mail. Yeah, there's four. There's five locations, but you can usually get the armor in four, four pieces. Sometimes even uh, you can. There's a like a sleeved mail, a sleeved mail coat and a coif that sets you up. Can you hand me the black? Uh, no, a mail coat is body and legs. There's a I don't no, know. There's sleeve mail coat. I believe there's a some sleeve way to mail get coat. body, legs, and arms because your mail shirt gives you body work. and arms, and your mail coat gives you body and legs. You just have to fourteen work armor three, uh-huh. but all of these are two. Okay, so if you see here, it says. Um, there's a star there, and it says includes a full set of leather armor. So if you buy this and you pay the price for a full set of chain armor, it includes, and if you look at the prices, it includes everything on the leather list too. So you get three points everywhere because you bought a full set of leather armor and a full set of chain armor. Cheaper. It's actually not. It's a small discount, but it's actually not that much cheaper. It's a small discount for sort of buying in bulk. Thirty-eight. But you, would, you wouldn't actually need to buy all that stuff because you're overlapping your, your areas. Like, there's no point in buying, um, like a mail coat and a leggings. It's not, it's not that much. No. It's, it's, it's a play armor gives you. If you, if you pay 225, you have everything. Gotcha. Yeah, you don't. are bad mofos in this game. Yeah, so the full, yeah, full set of plate, that includes a full set of chain and a full set of leather. Would you mind spending, did you catch that, Jeff, how that works? Is there any mail for just the arms? Well, I figure you'll end up... Mail for just the arms? No. I don't think they well, make it that way. All, all so if I wanted to get body uh, arms and legs, I'd have to trade yeah, in my mail so coat that's and, fair, that's and just buy the sleeve shirt. So you well, what do you have right now? The mail coat. Can you upgrade a shirt? Mail coat. Can you upgrade a shirt to a coat? Basically. Uh, you could you could have a an, a armorer add the sleeves and turn it into a sleeve mail. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean upgrade a shirt to a sleeve mail shirt is what you want. Yeah, you, you would have to have somebody upgrade it, but you, there's no uh, unique way to buy it separately anyway. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, let me, uh, I have a silver necklace. Well. Was there any food in the beer tent? No. Uh, I guess I'm more off of weapons. There had to be food at the festival. I I spent some you want to somewhere you want, for food. Yeah, there's lots of food just generally, like I while you're jousting, you know, there's all sorts of food. Pennies. Yeah, food. I had lots of food while I was betting on the jousting. All right. Well, everything at the fair is double its normal price, so um, do keep that in mind. I probably paid a shilling for food during throughout the day. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're definitely paying a shilling sure. if you're going to eat at the fair. Everything is expensive. I do that. Okay, so... Uh, Alright, I guess we sleep. Night falls. I'm keeping a watch. Uh, Alright, you watch Con leave the boat with Zed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, where are you guys going? Uh, the temple, mate. The temple? At this hour? Yep. That makes absolutely no sense, but okay. <laughs> 
Keep watching that. Oh, these religious freaks. <laughs> they go all out. They go all out <laughs> to pray. I, I start following them. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't at watch until midnight. I was at watch until like um, 11. I do remind you that it's, it's said to be discreet, so I'm going to be on the lookout for anybody potentially following us, seeing us. Yeah, what are you guys I'm wearing as you, uh, as you go? Um, I guess clothes. Yeah, just clothes. Not armor. That, that well, I mean, more discreet. I just have a leather jack. I mean, so it's not. Yeah, leather, leather, leather armor pretty well blends in with regular clothing. All right, I guess I'll wear leather armor. I guess I'll leave my shield at home. I don't really want to leave my axe at home. No, I, I try to conceal my axe as best as I can. Uh, do you have a, There's no point. You're a big dwarf. Everybody assumes I can. I can help them. I can help them conceal it. If, well, you I need can. a you, to conceal an axe. You need a big cloak or coat, right, coat or something. I'll just carry his axe. All right. Um, I'll just like if anything it would stand out more if you didn't have a weapon <laughs> as a dwarf. <laughs> I'll just bring my dirt, and that way it'll, I can kind of just tuck it into my belt. And okay, well, you guys reach the temple um, without anyone interrupting you, and the temple is uh, pretty well deserted. You don't see you don't see anybody going in or out, and there's some there's a grounds that are behind the temple and to the left and to the right that are sort of landscaped. Uh, there's a little bit of light. Um, we should sell that longbow, man. The uh, some gold pants. <clears throat> the. Uh, we should sell that now. Um, Wait, I, I need that eventually. At, at this time of night, you notice that uh, both moons are shining uh, pretty brightly, and uh, so there's quite a bit of light. And um, I don't know if I ever mentioned how the moons work in Warhammer, but there's two moons. One is a kind of a large white moon, much like our moon, um, and then the other moon is much smaller, probably a quarter of its size. And it has, it's sort of dark, like a dark green color. And oh. it, uh, and, uh, the other thing that's kind of, the other thing that's kind of odd about it is that it's, its orbit is less predictable. People don't tend to know when it rises and falls. So there's no calendar based on the, uh, the on the green moon. So the, the smaller moon is called Morslieb. Morslieb? Morslieb, yes. Um, and when it's in the sky. I don't remember the name of the larger moon. It's, um, it rhymes with it, but let's just call that the moon. Um, but anyway, both Morsleeb and the moon are, are both up in the sky tonight, giving a, kind of an eerie glow, but still be but it's still pretty bright out as you. <laughs> it's like psycho music. Uh, so oh. you said that there was light. Uh, that's right. Uh, so you can kind of see because the both moons are up. Yeah, and there's no uh, but light coming from a window somewhere. Or no. Well, as you kind of approach the. Uh, as you approach the temple grounds, gosh, that's a little, that's a little much. Um, uh, yeah, there, there, you don't, you, you, you don't, you don't see, you don't see any, you don't see any light Jason immediately. No. Uh, we just head toward the specified place. Okay, so I think he said it's on the west side of the yep. temple grounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you see that there is a small building over there, and there is some light coming from the window. It's a one-story. It's kind of like a shed, but it's a large shed. And nobody's following us? No one's really seen us? You don't have a strange feeling you're being followed or watched. Okay. Uh, Alright, Kyrex will go and knock on the door. Okay, the uh, the door opens, and the priest that uh, you remember from earlier in the day is there. He, I don't, I don't think I actually described him for you. Um, he wears a 
brown robe that has red stripes across it, um, and there's a Warhammer emblem on on the breast. Uh, he has a close-cropped, pure white beard, and he, maybe he's balding, or maybe he shaves it, but he has no hair on his head at all. And uh, But he, he looks pretty elderly, uh, by, the, by the way he walks and whatnot. And, uh, so he shows you in, and there's uh, candles that are lit, and it's pretty well lit inside. He's got four candles going. Um, it's pretty, sim- it's pretty uh, simple quarters. You know, there's just uh, a bed, a reading desk. There's some books that are open. A little shrine to Sigmar in the corner. Um, he says, ah, welcome, welcome. I'm glad that, uh, glad that you were able, glad that you were able to make it. Yes, uh, please, have a seat. There's a couple of chairs that he has laid out Great for you. Padre. My yes. name's Triax Khan. This is me, mate, Zed. Zed, he shakes your hand. Oh. Triax, it is very good to meet you. My name is Father Rofsham. And, uh, yes, in fact, I had a premonition that you would come. Uh, yes. I say, I had a similar vision. So oh, you I had a vision, did you? Yes, I, I thought you might have uh, while you were there. Uh. And, uh, Please, uh, tell me about your vision. And you don't have to actually tell me, because I know sure. what it was. But uh, So you tell him, I yeah, assume? Yeah, I said I... All right, well, why don't you I give him your, your hand out, since he's going to hear about it. Sure. Um, he says, yes, please, tell me about your experiences with Sigmar. I, I, I really wish to hear about it. And uh, he, asks, he asks you, Triax, after uh, he uh, reads the story. Do you want to tell him about uh, your experiences? Ah, uh, yeah. you're you're the padre mate. I guess I have to trust you. All right, Triax tells him. All right. Well, then you have to. You're gonna have to hand your your uh, your hand out to uh, to Wade. Why are you so recalcitrant? Were you and Sigmar like making love or something? Yes, but that has nothing. Someone to told me that that I was supposed to keep it secret. He says, well, you'll have to apologize for me calling you in at this sort of hour. I I have become suspicious in my old age. And, uh, you know, these times they make me suspicious of everyone, even those who come to the Temple of Sigmar. But, as I said, I had a foretelling about about you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just... I just thought it would be right to give you a little bit more, a little bit of information about things that are going on in Bogenhofen that I just need to tell to somebody. And so, when Sigmar granted me this vision, I thought it would be best if both of you would come. And there's not many people I can entrust information to. They call me senile! My own clergymen say that I have gone mad to my face sometimes, and I do not trust them anymore. But, so you, I, 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 I warn you, be careful of your visions. Uh, you can learn too much. It is very possible. Anyway, what I was, what I uh, needed to tell you is that there are threats here in Bogenhofen. In fact, I know of three threats 
that I must tell you about. Because in my old age I cannot I cannot fix them myself and I need assistance from others. Yes. Ah, yes, my limitations, they, they frustrate me to no end. <laughs> ah. ah. He he shakes his head. I'm sorry, I Yes, I see. If I close my eyes, I often see blood and death. You'll have to excuse me. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, on to the threats. The first threat. It lies here in Bogenhafen. I sense that the prosperity that has come to this town is poisoned. I sense that Morsleib stirs from its perch and is ready to fall upon the town. Yes. Yeah. He says, the world will end, I tell you. <clears throat> he kind of shouts that out a little louder, and he kind of looks out the window. Uh, excuse me, yes. <clears throat> he says, you know, that, that abomination of a freak show that is in town worries me to no end. He says, is this still part of the first threat? Yes, 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 yes. Really, my... He says, yes. Three-headed snake, I thought it looked pretty naked. A three-headed snake? It's been the snake that's been tainted by chaos! Don't you understand? He says, look... Can't believe I didn't say that before. You're so correct. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the event called that's going on tomorrow with the three-headed snake? It's like Zucopia. The Zucopia, yeah. Dr. Malthusius' Zucopia. He says, uh... He says, uh... If you could investigate that horde's... Abomination of a slideshow for a sideshow for me. I would much appreciate it. Uh, slideshow, yeah. Uh, I tell you, it's a hellhole of foul mutants, and if I went myself, I would murder them all. So, you can be discreet. You must investigate this. Find out what it is. Okay. <clears throat> he says, yes. And, uh, he says, uh, now, the second threat I will warn you of. I says, well, you have to understand the, the, before I leave this topic, you must understand what will be for Bogenhofen, and it will be ugly. I have seen blood coming to Bogenhofen. I have seen terror and chaos. And I believe this freak show has something to do with it. You understand? Yeah, do you know. understand? He kind of grabs you by the collar for yeah. a second. Uh, he says, ah, yes, good. Well, he says, um. Ah, yes, and the second threat. The second threat does not lie in this town. It is in Grisenwald. He says, do you know where Grisenwald is? Mm, afraid not, mate. Ah, well, hmm, do you know where Weisbrook is? It's a small right. town on the way to, on the way here yeah, from, from Altdorf. That's where ah. ships come from. Yeah, I was just there, mate. Yes, well, Christenwald is not far from Weisbrook. There is a tributary that enters the River Bogen at, at Weisbrook. If you follow the tributary up, you are, in, you are at Christenwald. In Christenwald is a sorceress. I have heard rumors of her being there for years now. But just in this, within this past week, I had a vision, a vision of Grissenwald. And there is blood and death in Grissenwald. Yes, there is a sorceress. Her name is Itelka. I have heard her name throughout the years. Itelka Herzan. 
like H-E-R-Z-E-N. Ah, but now I have received a, a vision of her evil deeds. Yes, she must die in hell and burn in the fires of chaos for all eternity until her, until her soul turns to dust. She kind of stops for a second. Oh, you don't have to excuse me. <clears throat> yes. Ah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know what her plans are, but you must find out and stop them. She is up to devious things, I assure you. Now, the third thing that I would, that I must impress upon you all. It is the most horrendous threat, but it is unfortunately the one I know the least of. He says, a, a cult has formed within the Empire. It is getting stronger with each passing decade. And now it has reached a peak! It will topple the Empire! Ah, uh, yes, it is in it is in many towns and cities. I don't believe it is here in Bogenhofen, because I have kept a sharp eye out and stamped it out with my own fists. But it lies everywhere else within the Empire, I tell you. Ah, uh, surely no cult could possibly want to bring down the Empire. It brings us law and order. Ah, uh, but the cult, they, they have their own law and their own order, and they don't like ours. Yes, they must be stopped, but the thing is, if they are so hard to find, they are cowards, I tell you, I would murder them myself. No, they are hard to find. Yes. Now, this is a sort of task that is just not easy. You must be discreet. Do not confront them. They are everywhere. I tell you, heed my words. And uh, the model of discretion, mate. <laughs> uh, at this point, there's a knock on the door. And, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the, a, a guard's voice comes from outside, and he says, uh, Father Rushen, is everything okay in there? And he says, I, yes, yes, everything is fine. He opens the door for a second, and there's a guard. He says, uh, uh so I'm just speaking with some friends now. You, you can leave us be. He, uh, who's? Father Rufshan, R-O-F-S-H-U-N. He closes the door. He says, uh, I am wary of everyone. We cannot speak. We cannot speak to whomever we wish. But please, find out. Keep Hogan up and safe. This is one of the last bastions of safety, I tell you. I might. I will do everything within my power to keep Hogan up and safe. He says, yes. Well, perhaps we will we will cross paths again. Perhaps we will, Padre. All right, he he shows you out. All right. Is it just me, mate, or is that one lonely tone? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, um, on the way out, when he's, I was like, Father, these these visions you have are very dark, and uh, yes, times are dark. dark. We may need some extra aid. Might you have any blessed water? Blessed water. Is that something that... It's what... It's a trapping of a vampire hunter. I'm slowly starting to build. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't know that. Yeah. Blessed water. Yes, we we have blessed water. We keep it in the temple. Uh, Might we take some? Uh, Perhaps we... You uh, you fear the the dead that walk in the night? I 
I enlighten him as to a little bit about my situation and my oh, okay. brothers basically coming to the end. Oh, okay. He says, ah, yes, I can see to that. He says, I will leave a, uh, a cask of it at the front door of the temple, but I will not speak with you in the temple. Simply come in, take the water, and be upon, be upon your way. All right, and what time does he say to do this? Uh, I will have it ready for you by noon. Okay, cool. I, I thank him. Okay. Yeah. Don't <clears throat> let thinking on it, bad it's like, it's just not right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right. Well, I, I originally thought that that encounter would just be a handout, and so it is a handout. You guys can have it. But, uh... All right, so you guys, uh... Go back to, uh, back to the boat? Yep. All right. Uh, the, uh... Are you guys keeping a watch of some sort? I, was wa- I, I took the first watch already. If you want to watch, I'll take the watch. watch. I'll take watch too. I'm not really going to sleep tonight. Too busy reading and writing. Um, hmm. Alexander will take a watch after uh, the incidents with you guys. I'll take a watch if you need to. Alright, well, the evening passes without incident before we go too far on that. But um, And you guys wake up in the morning. Okay, so... Do I do I count as having those skills now? Okay. okay, what did you want to pick up? I want to pick up read and write, uh, career switch to barber surgeon, and mm-hmm. surgery. And surgery? Uh, it's going to take more studying than you can do in a night right. to pick up all so of that. He's so like trying to cram. Yeah, you're, you're staying up all night with a, with a candle. He's and got like <laughs> all these goats and like pulling guts out. Brains and no, it's going to take it's going to take, uh, it's gonna take <laughs> some more study to to finish your your. But apparently you're super genius because you learned how to read write like in a day. Um, I'll give you a. I'll say you can read and write a little bit at this point. Okay. Like, you know, basic words. Okay. Um, so the next, mor- the next morning comes. Um, I've met the zealot. <laughs> I'm not so sure I want to be one. <laughs> <laughs> that is freaking crazy. <laughs> That's why you have to have an insanity. Get, or is that the wrong career? Uh, That's flagellant. Uh, zealot takes you to flagellant. Uh, okay. That guy might have been one. <laughs> I'm sure some zealots have insanities. Long before they get to Fajma. Okay. So, do we know where the Zootopia is going to be? Yeah, there's a particular area that was kind of fenced off, and it has this big. It says, you know, Doctor Malathusius Zootopia in huge letters above it. They've been erecting it over the last day or so. Oh, okay. And when is it supposed to uh, open? Or uh, in the afternoon. In the afternoon of, of this day, okay. the day after the joust. Someone, where were you yesterday? I show him all those pamphlets with uh, like blood and red colored veins. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Shock your tents. Uh, Are you going to the festival today, Mike? Oh yes, yes. Hey! Oh, feel like helping me find a warhammer? You know festivals? Sure. There's shops all over the place. All right. Um. Okay, so the uh, the festival opens. You guys head over there. Yeah, 
Our starter of the day. We're buying a Warhammer. Okay. Uh, you guys kind of ask around a little bit at the fair, and they don't have weapons and armor. They, you're probably going to need to go into the town. Oh. Okay. We'll buy Warhammer some other time. I dress in my common clothing for the second day. Well, and obviously I remember what Father Rachel said, so, you know, when it becomes noonish, I'll... Or slightly before me, I'll head over to the temple. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's fun. Mm. I just try to look for random. All right. One of the uh, the big events this day is there's a huge uh, there's a huge tent that is erected, and they're doing a auction in there. Uh, they're auctioning off livestock of all things, and there's just all these sheep, goats, cattle. Every, every type of livestock under the sun is in there. And uh, that just seems to be a big event. It seems like people who are, have come from all over the place and are filling up this uh, this tent. Um, in addition, there's a set, sort of a lot of the same things that you saw yesterday as far as uh, there's there's an entertaining troupe that's... that's they, they have different entertainers yeah, uh, this day. Um, the... Uh, the stalls selling strange and unique items, a lot of them have turned over and they're selling different things today. Um, and uh, I take a quick glance to make sure none of it's actually magical. <laughs> uh, no. I mean, not, none of it uh, sets off your, uh, you your, never your, know. Your, witch, your witch site. You never know. You never know, but, uh, but none, of it, none, none, of it ha- none of it starts to... Uh, you know, can just you give me a 1% chance? A 1% chance of finding something magical? No. <laughs> At this place... You never know. Uh, it's worth asking, It's worth asking, I guess, but... Uh, mm, no. Um, okay, so unless anybody wants to do any of the those things, we can... Well, the the entertainers are... Uh, um, they have uh, fire eaters and jugglers mostly uh, this, on this day. Alex looks around for Sigmar religious paraphernalia. Religious <laughs> paraphernalia. Yeah, like a like a necklace with a warhammer on the end. Oh, um, yeah. In the in the stalls, you, there, there, there's a trinket seller who has all sorts right. of little things. He'll pay a, he'll pay a shilling for a trinket of Sigmar. Okay. Uh, there's a couple of trinkets you could get. Is there any particular one you would like? Uh, some sort of necklace. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, he puts it on. Alright, um... Normally that would be a shilling, but this is a fair, so it's two shillings. Oh, okay, two Okay. Um... And, uh, yes, yeah, so you're, yeah, yeah, noon rolls by, and it's it's there waiting for you uh, inside the temple right. door. Alright, slip it into my bag. And Did you actually manage to buy a warhammer? No. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, so I get it slipped into my bag. All right. Um, as you guys uh, begin to head over towards the uh, towards the Zucopia, you pass by the uh, the uh, uh, courthouse tent, and you see that once again that dwarf is back in the stocks. Wow! He, what he a got, shocker! He he shouts at he's got a shout just generally at you, but doesn't seem to recognize you from yesterday. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's probably blacked out by the time you uh, rescued him. All right, and you get over to the Zucopia. Um, uh, very exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, so is everybody else. There's quite a few people here, um, and they they o- and the gate the gates are open, and uh, 
there's a uh, five shilling fee that you need to pay to to get it to get in, and then once you're inside, you're in this sort of large area. It's about maybe oh four times the size of this room. Is it like a big ass circus tent, or is it just a? It's not a tent. It's area? a fenced off area. With the fences are you know good eight feet high. Um, it's kind of like you know sort of scaffolding, sort of quickly erected walls with signs and things on them. Are there parts that? I mean, is it just wide open, or are there parts that are accessible by the uh, population? Uh, well, so there's there's an entrance. There's a, sort of a gate that's open, and that dwarf that you remember from yesterday is just making sure people pay as they enter. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you can totally sneak in. Sta- sta- standing on a on a box is Doctor Malathusius at the other end, and he's just sort of shouting to the crowd that uh, everything is you know to just enjoy the sights, and the, sh- the show will begin shortly, but but enjoy the sights in the meantime. And you see that all around the inside of these walls are these cages with kind of all sorts of interesting things in them. Some are made of glass, some are made of with bars, mm-hmm. and uh, there's just all kinds of interesting things. There's like Venus fly traps, there are striped mice, just sort of things that you've never really seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just kind of odd plants and animals from all over the world. And uh, people are kind of milling around in a rough circle to try to see each of them. But there's not like a... I guess what I'm getting at is, is there a backstage or like a, a staging area or something that, that the crowd isn't allowed to see? There's there's a kind of a small stage, which is where he's standing and kind of shouting to the crowd from. But but everything is pretty apparent. Uh-huh, words. yeah. Okay. And there's a... The, and, and the I didn't... I mentioned this yesterday or last time, but I didn't. But you weren't here. Uh, this is actually built up against one of the walls of the town. So oh. the, the the town the town wall makes it's up one side. One it's a big side. rock wall, okay. and you can actually see up on the parapets are some guards that are you know not really doing not really yeah, doing their yeah, job because yeah, yeah. it's so interesting yeah. what's going on okay. down there. Um, but they're kind of looking down. And so it's anyways, it's really large. You know, <clears throat> maybe uh, two thousand square foot kind of area that's fenced off. And there's all these sort of things to see around the edge. And it takes you about 20 minutes to kind of walk all the way around through as the, kind of the crowd maneuvers, maneuvers past. I'm not paying five shillings. <laughs> I definitely am paying five shillings. Um, all right. Five shillings. That's highway robbery right now. Uh, Are you kidding? For such an for such attractions as these, you'll never see stuff like this again in your life. He says the, show, the show will begin soon. Does the show will start soon. Come in, come in. Five shillings a whole show. Yes, five shillings a sentence for the marvelous attractions within. I happily fork over the five shillings to start. Like I'll if we find a warhammer, I'll help you. Um. Okay, so the uh, after it seems like most people are in, he 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 begins the show, and uh, uh, the first the first uh, part of the show is uh, three people. There's uh, two sort of normally dressed people, and one guy who's this big strong man, and uh, he he shows off his strength by lifting some things that are just incre- you know almost inhumanly impossible to lift, like uh, large. Just by the way, throughout the whole show, I just want to you know keep the magic sense focused on. Okay, I'll let you know. I'll let you know if your witch site lets you sees anything odd. Um, okay, so so he he shows off so with some feats of strength, and the crowd oohs and ahs. The 
two people are contortionists, and they do all sorts of strange things with their body, like they can wrap their legs completely around their head, and they do this sort of thing. And then the strong man will like lift one of them, and they'll do these strange contortions uh, on on his hands. And for the final act of the show, he balances a uh, a wooden plank with each with both of them up there, and they both tie themselves into knots on either end of the plank, yeah. and the crowd goes crazy. That's cool. And uh, along with everybody else. And uh, and so and then. Uh, Dr. Malthusius comes back out and he uh, he thanks them and says, And for our next uh, sight, we will see the hairiest man ever to walk the earth. And the crowd goes, ooh. And, uh... And, true to his word, an extremely hairy man uh, ent- ent- enters and he, uh, he kind of he stumbles and, uh, you kind of sense a little something is off about this guy. The the witch sight kind of tingles a little, but it's not like nothing too strange is happening. But he kind of has this sort of shadowy uh, look to him that you saw earlier. Um, but he's 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 incredibly hairy, he's kind of slovenly too. And uh, um, Doctor Malthusius uh, starts showing showing uh, just how hairy this guy is by sort of like t- touching him with a stick and whatnot, and then. Uh, um, and he seems to be chomping on like some chicken bones or something, and it's just kind of grease falling off of his uh, his uh, his the fur on his face. And uh, the crowd doesn't really know quite what to make of it all, but uh, um, but quickly they're on to the next, which is a just as advertised a three-headed boa constrictor. Uh, Doctor Malthusius comes out and he has this thing wrapped around him, and it's got these three heads. Uh, one of them doesn't seem to do too much; it just kind of hangs off on the side. But the other two are like fighting with each other and. Uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible in the crowd, the crowd, uh, oohs and ahs, and, uh... I want to try and spot and see if it's really one boa constrictor, or if he's actually got, like, two boa constrictors wrapped around him, and he's just entangled himself to the point where it looks like it's... So you want to kind of move your way to the front of the crowd? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would park myself at the front of the crowd, no question about it. Okay, you can make your way to the front of the crowd if you, uh, if you're pushy about it. Yeah, I am very pushy. Okay. Dr. Malthusius, when he kind of sees you up at the front of the crowd, he gives you a wink. Like, he kind of seems to remember you from <laughs> earlier. Right, And, right. uh... Uh, sure. So, now that you're at the front, you go ahead and make a perception test. I fail. Uh, you fail. Okay. It looks like a legitimate... Three-headed? Three-headed boa constrictor. Okay. In every way. Yeah. Um, Triax just turns to random people next to him. It's chaos. <laughs> chaos is responsible for that night. Most of them agree with you. <laughs> they think, oh, yeah, you're right. This is, we don't know if we should be here. Okay. Uh, the next, uh, the next fr- uh, wonder that he brings onto stage is, uh, he says, this is the strangest creature you will ever see in your lives. It is an ox. But it is not an ordinary ox. It is a strange, hairless ox with a nose that you will never see the like of again. And he leads it out, and, well, you guys as players recognize it as an elephant, but none of you have ever seen an elephant before. (laughs) It's not a full size like an African elephant. It's about, oh, maybe five, six feet tall um, at at the top of its head. And it has a trunk, and it kind of lumbers up onto the stage, and everybody just goes crazy. They're like, what the f- is this? And uh, and uh, he's got you know various ropes around it, and uh, 
the uh, the contortionists come back out and they uh, they stand on top of it to show how strong it is, and uh, the the crowd just thinks it's it's incredible. Yeah, I I cheer. Think <laughs> um, is amazing. That no, look at that thing's nose. It must be four feet long. Yes, he says. He says. Uh, uh, and last, we have my favorite exhibition, a three-legged goblin. And uh, the crowd shout from the back of the crowd, What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on the on the stage, uh, the uh, the dwarf who helps out with the festival is leading the goblin, who's now wearing a metal chain around his neck, uh, leads this goblin up onto the stage and uh, kind of like, pulls him around a little bit, and the goblin, you know, has to kind of walk and dance a little bit. He says, he says, the goblin has three legs, it is the best dancer of all. And, uh, the, the, the crowd, the crowd, the crowd is very impressed, and, and oohs and ahs about the whole thing. Uh, man, you anyone listening to the recording is just going to completely miss out on that. <laughs> Uh, yes, I guess Triax is not happy about this. <laughs> okay. Um, well, just just as as everybody is uh, uh, just at the peak of their excitement about the dwarf, about the uh, goblin, sorry, the uh, the goblin uh, kind of lurches out and then comes back towards the dwarf and bites him on the on the wrist and the the uh, the dwarf just calls out in pain and he drops the uh, the end of the of the chain and the goblin dashes off the stage and into the crowd and the crowd is like people are like ah there's like stuff flying and Trax barrels his way to where the goblin where he thinks the goblin and stop I follow tracks uh, so he's what, does he go like right past me or I uh, just so the goblin like you're right at the front of the stage the goblin's going just to the right of off the right part of the stage, and then kind of backwards into the crowd. Um, so he's like probably... Oh, he's going off to the right of the stage? So mm-hmm. he's not really going very close to me. Mm. Not within arm's reach, no. Okay. Uh, Alright, well, I kind of want to follow him. Okay. I'm not necessarily going to try and catch him, but I want to follow him. Okay, well, there's a little bit of an opening in the crowd, like, right wherever he's going. You can kind of sneak your way into that. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to do. Okay. Um, okay, and you come barreling through. The crowd gets out of your way as, as much as they can. Um, and you're going to run, too? Yeah. Okay. Uh, each of you can make two agility tests to try to get between the people. They're both at plus 20 as everyone's kind of getting out of your way. Can I make a strength test instead? Just barrel them over? Yeah. Uh... Sure, but if you fail, then you're going to fall down. All Instead right. of just, uh, if you the fail an agility test, you'll just go slower. The first agility test, I massively failed by, like, four degrees. I'm not concerned with the degree. Okay. And the next one, I failed by five degrees. All right, so you're not able to make quick progress <laughs> after this, after this goblin. Uh, I guess we don't want to hurt anyone, so... Make Are you guys test. both inside the inside the area? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm waiting outside. Okay. Uh, you can kind of sneak peeks about what's going on through the crowd, but you're not getting the sort of, you know, experience that the people inside get. Triax is making slow progress. Okay. Um, all right, well, Sorry, you... I, I, I'll take it there. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, 
it seems that the the goblin has like is is running along the the town's the wall that's part of the town, and uh, it's headed over that way. So as you you, you all continue to follow it, um, all of a sudden you notice it's just not there anymore, and uh, you know people have kind of gotten out of the way and it's just gone. And uh, but what you see is in the wall of the town there is a very small opening. It's about oh two and a half feet high. And it's got bars across it, um, and one of the bars is just rusted shut. Uh, sorry, rusted away, and there's just you know kind of the ends of it sticking there. And it maybe it crawled in there. That seems to be the most likely scenario, since it's gone. Uh, I lean down and I kind of sniff at the opening. Okay, a dwarf and a tomb robber show up behind you. Um, I robbed you too. <laughs> I'm not no, dead yet. I'm not just dead yet. I'm already stealing my possessions that I need for the afterlife. All right. Um, all right. A uh, Doctor Malathusius, like uh, after uh, like a few seconds have gone by, and the crowd has kind of calmed down. The crowd starts to file out of there. Um, Tryx tries to bust down the rest of the bars and crawl into the opening. Okay. Um, is there any light I in there? Any light? Yeah. No, it's totally pitch black inside. All right. Well, but it's not like the sewer. That's why I wanted to smell it. Does it smell like the sewer? You know it does. Okay. Um, I light a torch and I'm like, hold up, mate. You need some light. Um, I can't let him get away. That thing's the worst abomination I've ever laid eyes on. No, I don't All disagree. Right, so, so you notice that some shrieks happened. You don't know exactly what happened there, Brutus, but... Uh, but all of a sudden, it seems like the show is over, and everybody's just filing out. And the, the gate, the gate is just open. If you want to check it out, do I see any of my friends like filing out? Oh, yeah, they're they're actually your friends seem to be huddled against one of the walls over there. All right, I'll I'll go towards them. Okay, so you so you, you, sh- you show up a minute later. I turn to Doctor Malthusius and I say yeah. he looks very upset. Kind of unfortunate turn of events for you, isn't it, uh, Malthusius? Ah, oh, that was not my favorite attraction! Not only did your goblin get away, but uh, I think the dwarf is planning on killing him. Ah, uh, well, I, I sort of hope not. I, he, is one of, he is one of the best attractions in my show. Quite a good show, though. Uh, kudos on that. Oh, I'm glad that you liked it. You're uh, lucky he didn't kill you when he had the chance, man. That's all the goblins do. They braid, and then they kill, and then they braid, and they kill some more, and then they rape entire villages, and then they kill some more. He says, you know, you know... And he has three legs! <laughs> he braids and kills that much faster. <laughs> he says, you know, sir, honestly, I have to agree with you, but I figure, as long as, you know, we have a goblin with three legs that people want to see, you know, it's, we might as well take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying, sir? One goblin with three legs is one more goblin with three legs than should be on this earth. All right. Uh, as you guys are kind of talking... Uh, um, around here, a couple members of the watch show up, and in addition, the uh, if you remember the man from the uh, from the courtroom tent, he is also there, uh, and he he comes up and he seems to try he seems to be uh, trying to figure out what all the commotion is about. Um, he's the guy with the sort of the, the beard that's just on his chin, and uh, uh, he says, uh, "What is going on here?" And uh, Dr. Malthusius starts explaining about how this goblin of his has uh, escaped down this hole. And uh, one of the watchmen says, Ah, that goes down to the sewers. Pretty sure. 
He smells. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. He says that's a that's a, that's a that's, I chuckle. <laughs> he says that's a that's an air vent to the sewers. Uh, uh yeah. <clears throat> and uh, gotta make sure those sewers vent that air. He says, ah, it's very important that they vent. He turns to you. He says, they don't vent, they can build up noxious gases. Then when we open a manhole, you could, you could, uh, you could faint and fall in. You wouldn't want that now, would you? Well, I think my friend's Some of those gases, um, can be extremely uh, flammable, even explosive, if they are left to build up too long. Hmm. He says, yes, it's very dangerous. That's just why we build these. Uh, but this one seems to have rusted through. He kicks, he kicks at it a bit more of the bars 